a better class of radio station. All Flavors Radio. AllFlavorsRadio.com, the number one radio station on the net, reaching 179 countries in the world with the best variety of music. The world is an ugly and desolate place, at least if that's what you focus on. Here's the reality. You're going to get what you focus on. And if you choose to see what's wrong, if you choose to see what's broken, if you choose to see all of the things that are bad, then they're going to be exaggerated. You're going to see them everywhere. If you choose to see the ugly in this world, you will literally be buried in it. But if you choose to see beautiful, if you choose to see potential, if you choose to see the things that are right, then all of a sudden you're going to be surrounded by that. And this is one of those things that no matter how much I say it, People don't really understand the power of focus. If you put your time and energy into what you decide to see, the world will change. There's literally a region of your brain that determines whether what you're looking at is good or bad, positive or negative, but you can take control of that. Nothing has to happen by accident. You can literally shape the world before your eyes. Think about this, the brain is encased in total darkness. Light never touches your brain. The movements of the air that we think of as sound never actually reach your brain. Everything hits your eye, your ear, and they're translated into electrical and chemical signals. And from that, you construct a reality. But the truth is you're living in the matrix right now. Even if this is not a computer simulation and we're really here, your brain is still creating a reality. It's determining what you see. Now the question is, how much of that are you going to let happen by accident? And how much are you going to take control? And once you decide to take control and start constructing optimism, positivity, all of a sudden you're going to have more energy to attack things because you believe that they're going to happen for you. And belief is ultimately the most powerful thing that you can have if you believe that your time and attention is going to be rewarded, if your efforts are going to result in improvement then all of a sudden you don't have to worry about whether you're good, you only have to worry about how much time and energy you're willing to put into something. And once that's the equation, once you're the eternal learner, once your identity and your self-esteem is entirely wrapped up in getting good, in becoming great, then you'll make progress. Because you're not tripping over self-loathing, you're not tripping over hating who you are or what you're capable of. You're not worried about what you were or weren't born with. Once you get out of that trap and you start thinking about your potential and you start thinking about what you can become, that's when the world opens up to you, but it all comes down to what you focus on. So you've got to be very careful about what you allow yourself to see. And yes, it is a choice. And the question you have to ask right now is what choice are you making? What things are you deciding to see? What is your world created of? Once you take control of that process, then potential becomes limitless. But first, you have to know that it all begins with focus.
suspicions catch me right before I step towards you. It's written all over my face, but I just want to play it safe. Don't go any closer if you feel what I'm feeling. Please don't get too personal, personal, personal. Cause I just might get way too comfortable. Pleasant, pleasant good evening to you all here on All Flavours Radio. That was Taylor Deneen with Personal. I am Wimbo77. And desolate place. And I am naturally Lily. <laughs> we had a bit of a um, rewind there, didn't we, naturally Lily? Yeah. Yes, and that was at the top of the hour. That was You Get What You Focus On, Tom Bilio. Great. Um, motivational speaker and as we noted that that was very motivational there so how are you naturally Lily? I am good yeah good yeah I'm good yeah I'm good yeah and that's great to hear that's really great to hear we're here we got into the studio literally practically last minute right now and um how are you doing listeners how are you doing world how are you tuning listeners all flavors chatroom crew and everyone locked in on allflavorsradio.com just a big shout out to all the DJs on the start end as well as all of the DJs yesterday will be giving you a shout very shortly and um yes life is good life is really good so naturally Lily we have a lot to be getting on with what are our questions for tonight so our questions for today are is it wrong to say no to family functions question one and the second one is a scenario it says my friend's daughter mm. 
chopped off all of her hair at a sleepover and thought it was a prank. Wow. What can I do about it? It's quite funny when you're having like things such as sleepovers and all of that stuff. You're letting either if the children come to your house then you're the, the sole responsibility. Mm-hmm. And if the, your children go to someone else's house, is it their sole responsibility? Of course it is. Of all the things that go on within that moment. Mm. Right? So uh, I think today we have... Where are we? We have facts. Yeah. So here's a fact. Each king in a deck of playing cards mm. represents a king from history. I did not know this. Yes, so do. spades is King David. Mm-hmm. Clubs is Alexander the Great. Hearts is Charlemagne. And diamonds is Julius Caesar. So that's right. So next time you open up a play- pack of playing cards, have a good look and see what these kings look like. Mm. That's probably dependent on the pack of cards because there's lots of different playing um, cards these days aren't they but yeah but I think the general ones where you get the heart spades and with a white picture on it yeah that's the who they represent mm. it's quite interesting wasn't it yeah it's a great fact that all those playing cards represent a king in a great king this is great king I think there were greater kings as well maybe we'll need to look for a, a deck that um shows great black kings of Africa as well what do you think yeah that would be really nice and queens and then it comes down the pack also i've done this with the girls yesterday we had so much fun because it was quite funny and i said to jayla jayla can you lick your elbow (laughs) and the kids were trying and i was trying are you trying out there (laughs) (laughs) to lick your elbow it is actually impossible to lick your elbow i'm sure someone's done it that's if you got that's probably a person with a long tongue yeah Try it, go on, go on actually. No, <laughs> I know I can't lick my elbow, I'm never going to attempt it. But I'm and sure someone on that side is it. actually very difficult. Yeah, so if you've got um, short arms and a long tongue, maybe you might be able to do it. But I don't think it's, it, it says there it is impossible to lick your elbow. So mm. I thought that was quite a fun and interesting fact at the same time. Right, so what about the next fact? Now, I'm trying really hard to read this, but here goes. 111,111,111 times 111,111,111 equals... One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, the numbers are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. How do you even say that? It's not a trillion, is it? I have no idea. That's a hundred thousand. That because hundred thousand millions. Just say it billions. Represents one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. But that's like trillion, trillion, twelve trillion, trillion. But then what's after trillion? Yeah, twelve trillion, three hundred forty-five <laughs> trillion. Six hundred seventy-eight billion nine hundred eighty-seven million six hundred fifty-four thousand three hundred twenty-one. High five, Lily. Boom. <laughs> Boom. She's, she's not just a pretty face. Oh my days! That's very strange. <laughs> but it's quite interesting as wow. well, isn't it? That is a really interesting fact. You see, kicking off the show with interesting fun facts, and that's quite 
you know, it goes down and then it goes up. Mm. Well, no zeros are in place. Yeah. And what about if um, the statue one's quite interesting? I thought this was interesting. Yeah. So if a statue of a person in the park on a horse has, so if the horse has both front legs in the air, the person died in battle. But if the horse has one front leg in the air, the person died as a result of wounds received in battle. If the horse has all four legs on the ground, the person died of natural causes. Mm. So there's a statue in Trafalgar Square of... Napoleon, is it? Is it Napoleon? I think so. With the column. No, he's standing, no, isn't he? No, that's not... Yeah, yeah that's no. right, he's standing. The one in Trafalgar Square is of whoever was at the Battle of... Oh my gosh, I'm going to say this so wrong. <laughs> but that horse has one leg in the air. Right. So I that means the person died as a result of their wounds from battle. Mm. I can't think of any horses with both their legs in the air. And that's why when we're... You know when we drive in London... There are so many memorials, there's lots of statues, there's mm. all sorts of things. Even that new Mary Seeker one that they put up outside of a hospital. Outside of the hospital. Is it your, oh, there you go. Yeah. But um, sometimes you just don't see them. No, you don't. But they're quite, they're black statues, some of them. With yeah. Them. And so maybe next time, that might be something for you all, if you're going to travel into London, because that's something that we tend not to do is we're living in the city mm. and people they would love to come to London just to see all the sights and everything yet they possibly can't afford it or whatever and we actually live here and it only takes a tube ride just to get to somewhere yeah to find out I guess you know just having a look around and seeing all of these amazing things so I think um Leicester Square is definitely a great place where you see a lot of statues uh, is that near the National Gallery, isn't it, Leicester Square? It's just a walk up from there. Yeah. Um, where else? Lots of parks, I guess, have statues, don't they? So I think this is the statue. It's actually got all four legs. King George the Fourth statue is okay. in Trafalgar Square and on four legs, which means he died of natural causes. Yeah, did he fight in battle? Um... I don't know. Then you've got Nelson's column. He's obviously standing, isn't he, Nelson? Good old um, Nelson. And at the bottom of that column, you see um, slaves and that fall. And we're going to look a bit more at that. Um, Not slaves, we see black uh, fighters that fought in that actual war. I think that was a French war. I can't remember the name of it. Mm. Um, But yes, we're going to look at that a little bit later as well. But there's lots of... um, yeah, great places where you can go and see. What's that, Lily? This one has one leg up in the air and this one has two legs up in the air. So who are they? Is that in Trafalgar Square? This one's in Trafalgar Square. Yeah. And this is... Uh... Oh, I hate when you've got a scroll. Where's it gone? And what does the lines... There's lines there as well, isn't there, in Trafalgar Square? There you go. So this one of one leg is Charles the First. Um, who, if it's one leg up in the air, that means he died from his wounds in battle. Wow. And then the two legs up in the air was... Died in battle, isn't it? Died in battle. And I did see a picture of that, but it's gone now. Okay, not to worry. So it's quite interesting. Just thought that we'd throw that fact in there as well, beautiful mm. people, because 
you know, it's nice to, to know different things about different things, I guess. Mm. And also, this is going to be a competition out here. And it's asking the question, what do a bulletproof vests, fire escapes, windshield wipers and laser printers all have in common? All right, so that's our competition for today. We'll work out what you win. You might win one of these lovely T-shirts that Naturally Lily and I are wearing. Uh, T-Volution T-shirts. We will, um, if you can answer that, what do, what do bulletproof vests, fire escapes, windshield wipers and laser printers all have in common? Yeah, so that's the end of our facts for today. And they were quite interesting facts as well. They were. Yeah. I did like that one about the one 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 one. <laughs> one 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 one. Yeah. That was an interesting one. And I liked the way that you were able to read the sum because I just read it like one, two, three, four, five, six. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. No. Yeah, that was it. So our history today, Lily. Yes. Is Go on. I don't have it here. Do you have yours there? Oh my goodness. London born black people begin to make a mark in London in the 20th century. The continuous influx of African students, sportsmen, students and businessmen, um, Caribbean professionals gain positions as doctors, politicians and activists. Mm. And in World War One, black communities grow with the arrival of the black merchant seamen and soldiers. They survive as the oldest black communities. The continuous presence of small groups of students from Africa and the Caribbean is often asked, were there any black soldiers in World War One? We obviously know the answer to this is yes. Yeah. Um, although World War One is often portrayed as a solely European war, fought exclusively by Europeans, Nothing could be further from the truth. Despite this, the mainstream media makes a little effort to acknowledge the contributions of non-Europeans in World War One. There mm. were a lot of black and Asian soldiers yes, in World War One. There were. I would were. expect to ha- have a lot of Asians as well, because obviously um, India in particular is a colony, Commonwealth. Part of the Commonwealth, of, yeah. Um, Great Britain. Yeah, there were, there were lots. Of, and I have a book there, it's called Black Britain, and it shows there were lots of pictures in there that when I was doing this research that came up that were there mm. and even like uh, yeah there, there's a lot of even the American servicemen that came over that fought in World War One and mm. World War Two as well but I, I wrote an article once I used to write a blog for this news station and um, when I wrote about the black servicemen and so on they said that it wasn't based on fact <laughs> and i thought wow wow they're ignorant they, it wasn't based on fact and that how can you tell me that so they didn't publish it wow and i thought after that i said i'm gonna write my own blog because mm. you quite obviously didn't do your research either to see if what i wrote was true mm. and um it's not it's not on it's not on, you know. I find this interesting, though, where it talks about black and Asian soldiers in World War One. Um, obviously, Britain and France had colonies in the Caribbean, mm. Africa and Asia. But Germany also had colonies in Africa, mm. which then begs the question, that means that Germans had blacks fighting for them as well as... No. But they must have. They because... went to the Third Reich when they went to Namibia. 
they slaughtered them a bit like you see um there was hold on is it the second reach what who was the second world sorry (laughs) we know naturally lily's always correcting me sorry Sorry, miss sorry miss (laughs) anyway the first third and fourth reich okay yeah i think the fourth reich was under adolf hitler Mm-hmm. There was a third Reich that was under another oh, right. person, yeah, and they went into M- Namibia and they slaughtered a lot of those people there, and they 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 still have kind of a, a presence in that area, very small, but what in Africa? In yeah, in Namibia, that was the only place that Germany actually kind of colonized. No, but I mean, if they colonized that area, did mm. that did that mean that they had? Africans fighting in their side of the war. No, they didn't. No, they went and they kind of, they went in, and they infiltrated the oh. place. Yeah, because remember um, back in the day they carved up Africa as well. Mm. The Europeans carved it up, um, but no, they did. They didn't have Africans fight it. What would they fight against themselves? So you got to think. But they went in and they no, they're not fighting it. against themselves. If the European, if we ha- were bl- as black people, we were yeah. fighting in. That weren't our war as Caribbeans. Yeah, we're part of the Commonwealth, yeah. but you're fighting a white man's war. It weren't our war. We didn't have them bombing up the Caribbean. Mm. It was between Britain and Germany and Europe, everybody else. It? Okay, so you're talking but that's about what I'm saying. the Libyans coming over and fighting. No, I'm saying if they had, as British mm. whites, had black and Asian people fighting on the front lines, Europe. right, going into Europe and fighting on the front lines, yeah. The Germans then, did they send their black people fighting on the front lines? That's what I mean. Okay, okay. Not them going into Africa because that wasn't happening in Africa. They weren't bombing up Africa and the Caribbean. Okay. They were bombing up you. Europe and yeah. those yeah. kind of areas. Well, I'm, I'll am i have to do research into that part of it because yeah. we've only concentrated on maybe the British, Caribbean and mm. American soldiers, but not not Africans. Not sense. Africans. Yeah, I'm talking about the ones that were... the the when we're talking about soldiers, they're not that. It's Africans, yes, but the sides that they're fighting for. Yes, so the we Germans, know German soldiers. Yes, that were African that went to fight yes. in Europe. Yes, yeah, yeah. I understand. I understood what I, what you were saying because I find and that interesting. Too. They had Germany had a hold over that country. Yeah. Then did that mean they had them fighting in their war like they? the West Indians and the Asians mm. were fighting mm. in the Afri- the American... Because was the American War mainly World War One? Not really. It was mainly World War Two, II, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, when they went in... Was it Hiroshima? Yeah, and, against um, the Japanese. Japan, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it was against the Japanese. But it's really... I mean, I know we're talking about warfare, warfare here, and it was in line with that one in Hyde Park and people dying in battle mm. wasn't it the horses mm. um but it, it's our history and i just thought that we'd highlight it because it says that london born black people begin to make a mark in the 20th century mm-hmm. as doctors as politicians as activists as mm-hmm. businessmen okay and even african a lot of african students and sportsmen were coming to this country within the 20 20th century mm. however we know world war one and World War Two took place in the 20th century, right? Yeah. Right at the start. And how black people had a part in that. But as it said there, it's quite whitewashed. Mm. And 
even to the fact that I was told, well, it's not fact. Well, we can quite clearly see that it was. Mm. And it was black and Asian soldiers that came over and fought in, fought in both both world wars, mm. which is quite... Is it amazing? Yeah, it is, because they came and they fought. Yeah, I actually met someone, a yeah. lady, black Jamaican, mm. who joined um, the British Army. Yeah. Um... Oh, it wasn't in the 40s, but she joined... Maybe it was in the 40s, actually. She joined the British Army, and that's how she got into nursing. Okay. Um, And she's one of the f- the big players in making... um In children's health and into safeguarding of children mm. and that kind of thing. So she started off in the British Army... And then obviously came over to England and started mm. um, putting certain things in place over here. But it's interesting that a lot of we're always fighting their Caribbean wars. Women. A lot yeah. of Caribbean women came over, and they may have started in the British Army, but they were asked to also come over to support the NHS. Mm. And they are actually they've been very impactful in the NHS. Actually, of course they have. And I know one of my friends. Her name's Beverly. I can't remember her surname, but she has actually done a whole series on Caribbean women coming here as nurses mm. and and the roles that they played within that whole NHS system. Mm. But going back on the... I'll, I'll try and find out a bit more on that. Maybe we'll get her on the show because she's a very inspirational woman, Bev. Mm. Um, women in the Arts, that's her organisation. And she's amazing i've got to get her on the show got to get her on the show but caribbean women in world war ii britain there were plenty of caribbean women serving and i think um uh, they or there was a tendency to think exclusively just of men whereas there was a lot of women that fought Mm. right or were there to support uh men Mm. within within that the armed forces and Plenty of women signed up to the British Armed Forces. The exact number of Caribbean women serving, not sure. But um, there were quite a lot. And we have a few names here, don't we, Lily? Yeah, it says about 600 West Indian women were recruited from the Auxiliary Territorial Service, Mm. arriving in Britain in autumn 1943. The enlistment of these volunteers was accomplished despite official misgivings and obstructions. And two of these women, Lillian Bader, sorry, Lillian Bader and Constance Goodridge Mark or Connie Mark was two of the women that um, joined the British British Armed Forces. Um, Lillian Bader, her father had been a merchant seaman in the First World War and her brothers and herself were separated after they were orphaned. So obviously the parents had passed away. Um, and in his book, The Motherland Calls, Stephen Bourne recounts that Lillian was a popular um, child in school, but she had a difficult time trying to get work. And then she found a job in the NAAFI, which stands for the... Oh, I just saw that somewhere. National... Oh, my, I've lost it. Well... We'll find what it stands for, <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, for the NAAFI at Catteridge Camp. And then she was let go because the, because of the colour bar um, that was 
present in the British services at the beginning of the war. I think it's the National Women's Auxiliary Air Force. Mm, no, no. It's WAAF. So yeah. carry on, Lily. Um, and then in March 1940, Lillian was accepted into the WAAF, which is the Women's uh, Auxiliary, Auxiliary Air Force. Air Force. Yeah but found herself the only coloured person. Wow, that must have been difficult for her. Yeah. But she still worked hard. She became an acting corporal. And while she was in the service, she met her husband, um, who was mixed race, having a white English mother and a Sierra Leonean father. Mm. Mm, Very interesting. So women women did fight in the World War. Mm. Both of them, World War predominantly in world war Two, yeah and they were invited over here yeah because it said in world war Two, caribbean and west africans arrived in small numbers as wartime workers and merchant seamen and servicemen in the army navy and air forces about twenty thousand blacks in britain concentrated in in dockside areas of london liverpool and cardiff leary constantine welfare officer in the raf refused service in a london hotel and later wins damages. So so this fellow, Leary Constantine, they didn't allow him. Mm. So again, a bit like Sojourner Truth, he sued for damages mm-hmm. and he won. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, you know, sometimes they, they, like you said, that lady that you were just speaking of, not, was it Constantine? No, Goodridge, that other one above her. Lillian Bader. Yeah. That regardless of where they come from, yeah, yeah, they still made their mark, and she made her way quite up quite high within mm. the ranks of the British Army. I just find that we're always good enough to fight their battles, but we're never good enough to sit at the same table. Mm. Mm. And it's such a... It's quite funny in you saying that, though, because I, re- I was watching something recently with Dawn. Dawn, I cannot, for the life of me, remember her surname. She was the one that held out Boris Johnson in Parliament. Oh, yeah. And, and she was right. She was very right. That there. She wasn't at the parties, by the way, guys. <laughs> and, um, you know, but what what happened was, was she she works in Parliament. Mm. She went to get in the service lift. Oh, yeah. In, sorry, not the service lift. She went to get in the lift. And it says, oh, the cleaners aren't allowed to use this lift. She made her mark in Parliament, not only as a woman, but as a black woman. A woman of colour, right? And still, like you just said, they don't want us eating at their tables because when she went up there to to eat in the, the restaurant, the guy put his hand out and said, where do you think you're going? Well, they had their meal mm. and at the end she approached the MP and she goes, why would you behave like that? Mm. I'm an MP here. And he says, oh, this place is going to rack and ruin, you know? <laughs> terrible. Absolutely terrible. So we will, we do eat at the tables and there's no reason why we should not. And we need to eat there and sit and look good at the table <laughs> and look them in their face and say, yes, yes, I am here. Absolutely. Because we, we shouldn't shy arrived. away from eating at those tables. I think sometimes we feel like, oh, we're not welcome. So we shy away from it. We think, oh, I'm not going to go where I'm not welcomed. Yes, it's not nice to go where you're not welcome. But sometimes you have to state your claim and, and, and make a point. And we are most definitely worthy. Mm. Always always worthy so yeah eating at the table and not yeah. at the cr- not the crumbs 
No, but the, the nice big piece of steak. <laughs> nice big piece of steak. All right, oh, so dear. it's amazing. It's amazing. I have to actually play an older advert here because I did download it before I came online, but for some reason it, it doesn't want to download on any of my platforms. So we'll play this one here and we'll see y'all in five. Stay there. We'll be back after these. Well, we work so hard. Work so hard. Time to celebrate. celebrate. Let all voices ring. The bounty is great. Celebrating excellence, diligence, competence. Hooray for integrity, responsibility, accountability. Play the music. Bounty time. Bounty, time. bounty on me mind. Bounty, time. bounty for the line. Make me feel so For the best deals on entertainment services? Well, look no further. Contact Exclusive for all your professional entertainment services such as karaoke events, DJ and sound system services, audio ads and jingles, music on CDs and USB sticks. Get your personal mixtapes, graphic designs, also radio promotions and more. That's right. Contact Exclusive at 758-520-2517 for your first class services. Satisfaction guaranteed. Rock and groove to American R&B artist Kenya Morris as she gives you a wicked reggae track, Unforgettable, on one of the most unforgettable reggae beats. Kenya Morris, truly unforgettable. Get it on iTunes. Check her on YouTube. Or do the IG thing. If you knew the love I have for you, Kenya Morris, unforgettable. This is Eminem. This your boy Kanye West. What's up? What's up? This Jay Z. Hottest news. The hottest DJ at All Flavors Radio.
all the chat room. Having slight connection issues here. So I can't see you all in the chat room. Shouting out DJ Laro, Joy McKay, DiCarlo, Angela Gelgel, John Ken. Let us know if you can hear us. Just drop me a WhatsApp. You can catch DJ Laro from 8 or 10 tonight. Juicy, sugar free. of juice there sugar free and I think the original to that was M2 May that done sugar free great track really great track from the 80s there 80s was the best time for music naturally Lily mm. <laughs> do you beg to differ I do but that's just because I um born in the 80s raised in the 90s girl mm. so and and the t- the genre that I like Thrived in the 90s and early 2000s. There you go. So. There you go. So, we didn't have a word for the day here, but do have a conundrum for you, yeah, right? So, there are only two words in the English language. This is another fact that I uh, found out that all have five vowels in order. abstemious and facetious so I know facetious I've heard that word before yeah facetious did we not cover that on the show as well facetious most probably yeah but what is abstemious abstemious let me have a look (laughs) let's check google but my I I have no internet (laughs) and they literally are a-e-i-o-u all of the vowels in order. Mm. Let's see. Abstemious means T 
meyes is an adjective. Okay. And it means indulging only very moderately in something, especially food and drink. So indulging you, overindulgence. No, but it's not overindulgence. It's indulging but moderately. So, oh, I'm going to have just just a little slice of that cake. Okay. But then maybe a little bit of a big slice of that cake. So it's indulging, but not being greedy. Yeah. Okay. I hear you. I hear you. So not overindulging. Abstemious. Abstemious. But that's an interesting fact because it does have all of the vowels in order. A-E-I-O-U. Because abstemious is spelled A-B-S-T-E-M-I-O-U-S. There you go. And facetious as well. When you're being facetious, it means you're just... You're almost judging facetious. Right? Facetious means yeah treating serious oh no treating serious issues with deliberately inappropriate humor oh really yeah we did cover this on the show yeah and i forgot it guys look at that look at that it's an adverb another adverb oh no sorry facetiously is an adverb facetious is an adjective okay treating serious issues with deliberately inappropriate humor so You when you laugh at everything. <laughs> See, I didn't even have to say it out loud. The first, as soon as it came to my head, oh, I'm, I'm You just terrible. start laughing, don't you? I'm terrible. There you go. So that that one there, don't have a word for the day, but those two, I thought that was such an amazing fact mm. that all of the vowels, one after the other, in line with each other, and yeah. They're the only two words in the English language. That's amazing. Only two words in the English language. And there's more. So we'll give you a little bit more on that next time as regards to our word of the day. Mm. Can you check out their word of the day? <coughs> or is that enough for us? Abstemious and facetious. Abstemious and facetious are our words for today. There you go. So our questions for this um, evening are... Is it wrong to say no to family functions? Mm. And then our scenario is my friend's daughter chopped off all of her hair at a sleepover and thought it was a prank. Wow. What can I do about it? So we will be covering that in part two of our show. Don't forget that you can call in as well. 07895 That's 07895 one three four seven one three with lily there's actually a really good project in whatsapp corner and this came from joy mckay okay and it's all about mama's youth project Mm. so it says they're now recruiting for pay tv training where trainees get to work on a sky broadcast show applications close monday the 28th of February so all in good time which is really great Mm. yeah so recruiting for paid tv training where trainees get to work on a sky broadcast show I think that's amazing they get paid and trained at the same time it runs for 14 weeks and is followed by paid work placement with one of their industry partners 
that's Sky, ITV, Banerjee, Netflix, Channel 4, Warner Brothers, Line Pictures, Fremantle, Media, Sister, Gravity Media, and many more. Mm. It's quite a good opportunity, isn't it, Leish? It is. It says that they're proud to say um, 96% of their alumni are still in sustained (coughs) employment after completion. Mm. And they are proud to say that we have helped more than 600 young people from traditionally underrepresented and challenging backgrounds on their way to make a mark in the media industry. Mm. Uh, The TV production boot camp, so this 14-week programme, participants will be training in their chosen role and making a broadcast TV show for Sky Arts. They recruit 24 trainees in total and no previous experience is needed. Um, just 100% commitment. Trainees must be 18 years or over and not in education or employment since since it is a full-time commitment. Participants can choose to train from one of the following roles. So they have one placement as a trainee production manager, Mm. uh, three placements for trainee production coordinator, 13 places for trainee content producer, two places for trainee camera operator, two places for trainee location sound operator and three places for trainee video editor. Mm. Um, the trainee production will consist of four weeks of free boot camp training and an up uh, training. And upon completion, trainees will be eligible to apply for a further 10 weeks in a further 10 weeks of full time paid employment. That's brilliant. Uh, training at national, but training is at national min- minimum wage, which is still re- still a job, isn't right it? Now, and yeah. it might be doing something that they actually enjoy when it comes to media production. Yeah, if you are in, interested in that kind of work, yeah. And it says a further paid work placement at one of our industry partners, a variety of broadcasters, and reputable independent production companies Mm. and then six months of a career follow-up support such as recommending alumni to employers cv workshops and interview techniques geared towards the broadcast industry in addition to mentoring by a industry professional can i just say that is gold because Mm. i feel that school does not prepare people for employment and even in um, the industry that i work in we have to run CV writing workshops for some of our nurses because I had someone handing a 14 page CV. Wow. And they weren't a level What, what is it? Is three. one page or just two? No, they say preferably. Just one page, isn't it? You can do two sides, two to yeah. three sides. But you have to make it relevant to your job. So we had someone applying for a specialist role. I was writing about their job at Pizza Hut 14 years ago. Okay, so it's not... It's got absolutely nothing to do with your job. Yeah, it's not relevant. So it has to be relevant. Um, But... Do you think that a lot of teachers maybe don't know how to write a CV? Could that be the the issue there? They should, though. But they should have, like, maybe careers advisor that they can go to that can help them with these things. Yeah, but we are supposed to be preparing preparing our students mm. for learning for employment yeah so we as teachers have to do cpd we have to keep up with you know what's up what's going on maybe one of the cpds that we need to do is a 
every two years do a refresher on CV writing. Yeah. Because if you don't know how to write a CV and how to write a personal statement, how can you encourage anyone else your learners to, to go on and, you know, get into you. employment? So yeah. that is gold. CV workshops and interview te- oh, interview techniques. How to speak during an interview, how to dress during an interview. Yeah. That is gold, honestly. Yeah. So it sounds like a really good uh, opportunity here. Mm. And... Um, it says you can work on short video about the training behind the scenes as well. It's, there's one on YouTube. The location, you'll be tra- training um, at Sky Ostley Campus, TW. That's Twickenham, isn't it? Yeah. Um, due to COVID-19, they'll be working in line with government health and safety procedures. So some sessions may take place remotely, mm-hmm. um, utilising Zoom and other platforms. And laptops can be provided as well. So you get a laptop if you need one mm. um, to participants who do not have the required resources. So the training dates will start from Friday the 29th of April, um, 2022 to the 5th of August. So it's a good lump of time, isn't mm. it? Eh? And it says training production manager and training production coordinator start earlier on the 26th of April. So more info um, on eligib- eligibility and how to apply. We'll put a link into the chat box. So come and join us in the chat room. And you'll see um, how you can check out this opportunity here as On Mama's Youth Project for pay TV training, you know, and I think that's amazing. I think it's really... It's a good opportunity. A good opportunity. So we'll put that into the chat box. And Lily, I ho- do hope that I can do because for some reason this whole thing has gone offline. Are you still online? Let's have a look. Copy... Uh, my internet's still working. Yeah, so if you can put it into um, all flavours. And um, this is an opportunity here for Mama's project. I okay. Say, I say I'm still online. Um, <laughs> no? Oh, hold on, here we go. So Mama's Youth Project. This is an opportunity that was sent in to us from Joy McKay. Thank you so much. And if you know someone that could benefit from this, please... Sh- share share the good love share the news and um pass it over to them okay so we will see y'all you on there in fact yeah you there i posted it okay so we'll see y'all This is what happens when you work with technology. You work so much faster than technology and it has to keep up. And then it just doesn't want to. Stay there. We'll be back after these. Well, we work so hard. Time to celebrate. Celebrate. Let all voices raise. The bounty is great. in excellence, diligence, competence. Hooray for integrity, responsibility, accountability. Are you looking for the best deals on entertainment services? 
Well, look no further. Contact Exclusive for all your professional entertainment services such as karaoke events, DJ and sound system services, audio ads and jingles, music on CDs and USB sticks. Get your personal mixtapes, graphic designs, also radio promotions and more. That's right. Contact Exclusive at 758-520-2517 for your first class services. Satisfaction guaranteed. Rock and groove to American R&B artist Kenya Morris as she gives you a wicked reggae track, Unforgettable, on one of the most unforgettable reggae beats. Kenya Morris, truly unforgettable. Get it on iTunes. Check her on YouTube or do the IG thing. Kenya Morris, unforgettable. This is Eminem. This your boy Kanye West. What's up? What's up? This is Jay Z. The hottest tunes. The hottest DJ. At All Flavors Radio. Knowing love the way I do, I can say for certain. Sometimes love 
Sometimes.